You're listening to NM Radio. It's the music we think of when we think of classical music. The music of the first Viennese school inspires all and conjures deep and profound emotions. But for the most part, four composers in late 18th century Vienna were behind the sound, which has captivated audiences for over 200 years. Here's Nick Deutsch, the artistic director of Annam, describing how the first Viennese school came to be. It was very much shaped by various cultural movements, such as the Age of Enlightenment and the French Revolution, and it was very much defined by a revival of the Greco-Roman ideals of balance, order, harmony and restraint. It refers to the works of four composers in particular who lived in and around Vienna, um, being Joseph Haydn, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, Ludwig van Beethoven and Franz Schubert. And it was basically as a result of the Habsburg monarchs and other wealthy patrons in and around Vienna who supported the arts and created an artistic centre that attracted Europe's top musicians, not only composers, but performers as well. And there are very specific structural ideas and sonorities which distinguish music of this period from others. You could say they're short, well-structured phrases and melodies. It's mainly simple diatonic harmony. So when I mean diatonic, I mean using notes which belong to the key rather than chromatic notes which are outside of the key. It's mainly homophonic textures, so like a melody plus accompaniment. I mean, of course, there's use of of counterpoint where there are two or more melodies combined, but that's much less a feature than it was in the Baroque period. There's various use of contrasting moods. And, of course, it was introduction of many new forms. The sonata, the trio, the string quartet was introduced in this period. It was pioneered by Haydn and I suppose we could say it was really perfected by Beethoven. There was the symphony, of course, the concerto rose to sort of new heights, but there were also light sort of pieces such as serenades and divertimentos, which were written for for purely sort of enjoyable purposes and, and, and were often also performed outdoors. These ideas were even reflected beyond the music in art of all kinds. This emphasis on elegance and structure is not only in the music. If you look at the architecture, you know, there's there's a lot of symmetry in the architecture, the fashion as well. It was overt elegance, the dances as well. Gabor Takash-Noz, the Hungarian conductor and violinist, who was one of the founders of the world-renowned Takash Quartet, will be coming to Annam to conduct a performance of music from the first Viennese school. He sees the first Viennese school as the golden time of classical music. The music itself forming such a perfect, wonderful harmony that it's never been before, and also... I feel if music is expressing the soul, this first Viennese school is one of the heights ever of any art form. It's it's about you, your expression and minds, which we're going through life, but the highest way, the highest artistic way. The program starts off with Schubert's overture to the Zauberharfe, which means the the magic harp. And that's the work that was written latest of the four works on the program. So you can already hear the bridge to early Romanticism. 
The next piece is an overture by Beethoven, the overture to King Stefan, possibly a piece that very few people know. It's very, very rarely played. And it was written for the opening of a theatre in Pitch in Hungary. That is going to be followed by Mozart's Symphony No. 25, nicknamed the Small G Minor Symphony in the shadow of its larger Symphony No. 40, also well known. Anyone who's seen the film Amadeus by Milos Forman will immediately recognise as the theme is used in the opening of the film. And then the final work on the program is Haydn Symphony No. 90, also not so often performed. It was written in 1788. And I have to admit, I'd originally programmed Symphony No. 88, which is, you know, I think one of my favourite Haydn symphonies. And it was Garbor that requested that we do No. 90 just because it is so rarely performed. And I'm so glad we actually um, discovered this new symphony. For me, I hadn't played it before, but it's quite a great program that I'm quite excited about. So it's a lot of humour. This... Uncle Joseph was an unbelievably great man with lots of humor. He has the most humor, if I can say this, among Mozart, Beethoven, Haydn. If Haydn is played very well after people's morale boosted. The impact of this music is undisputed, but what kind of influence has it had on subsequent composers? According to Gabor, the position of the great Hungarian composer Bela Bartok says it all all in his life refused to be a composition professor. Even in his exile in the United States in 1940s, when they offered him to teach in New York or Seattle, and I don't know where else, he refused because saying impossible to teach composition, the best way to learn how to compose, go back to great masters pieces, especially Haydn, Mozart, Beethoven, and analyze them, the structure, the form, the harmonies, and suddenly you will learn what is the essence of compositions. Every great composer who came later, from Schumann till Debussy till Stravinsky, everybody analyzed these great three. Everybody can learn from it. But this music is also tremendously important for instrumentalists of our day. This style of music is in the first Viennese school is pretty much the key to any classical musician's future. So every audition that you're going to take, whether it be for a music school or for an orchestra, will require you to play concerto by either Mozart, in, in the case of the particular instruments where Mozart wrote a concerto, and in the case that he didn't, it's very often Haydn, for example, for cello or trumpet, or for viola, uh, Hofmeister and Stamitz. The fact that there is elegant structure, balance, symmetry, all of these sorts of things requires a very strong technical command of one's instrument. It's sort of like a glass of water. So you can see right through it and any foreign object that doesn't belong there seems to be magnified. It is very important today to be familiar with the style necessary to perform this type of music. So my name's Kate. I play the viola here at Anham and just enjoy being a part of chamber groups and doing all the orchestral things and yeah, that's me. Kate Worley is a first year musician at Anham and will be leading the violas in this upcoming concert. I guess it's always nice to have that bit of extra added responsibility in a way, like puts the pressure on a bit and you really have to be on the ball in rehearsals and you get to maybe have a bit more of an input and a bit more of a relationship with the conductor that's visiting and also with all the other section principals, it's really nice to work together to create a unified result. 
In particular, she can't wait to play Mozart's 25th Symphony. It just has so much energy to it and I really love the beauty and the simplicity of it and it's just such a joy to play and such nice interaction between the different parts happening and yeah, I love it. This concert is really incorporating some of the biggest (laughs) composers of the classical canon that you could really ask for so it's going to be really interesting to explore them all in the same concert and I think for us orchestral musicians to yeah get to explore how they're different and similar and it'll be great. It makes us aspire to our better and higher selves intellectually and emotionally. You know, I mean, this type of music, it sort of gives a lot more dimension to what can sometimes be a very one-dimensional sort of life. It's, it's music that expresses an unlimited amount of emotions, and I suppose it lets us create these emotions within our own lives. It's, it's um, I don't know, it's immensely gratifying listening experience for myself, and I'd, I'd hope That's how the audience would see it as well. And Nick considers Gabor the perfect individual to conduct this music with the life and enchantment it deserves. I love his approach to music making. It's a very metaphorical, sort of full of fantasy. He always manages to keep the music fresh. It's never routined. And it's the type of music making that I really wanted to expose our our musicians to. So I'm, I'm immensely looking forward to his visit. If music is a spiritual medicine, this first Viennese school is, is gives so much positive life feeling, so much boost and morale. If somebody is in a bad mood, should put on Haydn Mozart, or listening a Beethoven symphony, how is it ending? Beethoven goes through many, many doubts and dramas in his symphonies, but at the very end is always hallelujah, life always triumphing. So the whole radiation of this music is unbelievably positive. You know, my, when my mother was very, very sick at the very old age, in hospital for almost a year, the best that I gave her, a compact disc player with Mozart piano concertos and symphonies, and she was non-stop listening in the hospital and boosted her morale much more than any medicine. Now this is a clear story picture what is the first Viennese school represents. Gabor Takashnoz will be conducting the Anam Orchestra in Beethoven, Haydn and Schubert on Friday the 15th of November at 7.30pm at the Melbourne Recital Centre. He will also be hosting a masterclass at Anam at the South Melbourne Town Hall on Wednesday the 13th of November at 10am. For more information, visit anam.com.au.